The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your healthcare provider to obtain treatment. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Have you ever suffered from problems with marriage, partnerships? Have you ever had problems with your work or neighbors? If you've ever had problems with family, mates, colleagues, children, today's your good day because we're going to discuss intuitive matchmaking and it's not what you think. Relationships aren't just between husbands, wives, boyfriends, girlfriends looking for someone on Tinder. Are we going to sweep left or right? Today's world is very common to see people having all kinds of relationships of all kinds, categorizing their identity in all ways. However, no matter what your identity and how you identify yourself, You have to relate to all kinds of people, all kinds of people. They may never even see you on the phone and you still have to figure out a way of matching yourself like you're ballroom dancing, matching yourself, your psyche to their psyche, your energy to their energy, you intuitively to them. So you can communicate and move forward. We're taking your calls, 816-251-3555 from within the U.S. and Canada. Remember, unityonlineradio.org is live, live every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. You can get the show on your favorite podcast provider as well as join the live show with a question every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. I used to watch Millionaire Matchmaker all the time. Loved the show. It was hilarious. On the other hand, one of my favorite songs by Simon and Garfunkel, a line from it was, A rock feels no pain, an island never cries. Now that is paradoxical, meaning how can you have that? Ironically, 
whether you're alone or you're not, you have to relate to something, anything. When I grew up, I could feel life in anything and I could relate to it. If you're intuitive, you'll do the same. Some people are so easily bonded. I'll tell them on the phone when I'm doing a reading. You could have a relationship with a fire hydrant, for God's sakes. Because they're, they're what I call a hell of a bonder. They have a way of intuitively figuring out something about that person. And making them feel loved, understood, and wanted. I have a book in my bathroom about communication. And there's a way you're supposed to go up to someone and communicate to them so they instantly want to know you. You don't ask them about some preset topic. Do you come here often? These are stupid things you hear them on TV. You don't ask them what they do for work because it could be a sensitive topic. You have to intuitively key into them and find out something that they want to talk about. I'm socially anxious, and if you are, you'll kind of do the opposite because you get nervous and the intuitive lines come down. I remember sitting at a standing, actually, which is not easy for me, at a cocktail party at a Hay House event. I hate cocktail parties. They're so anxiety-provoking. Suffice it to say, two speakers, two very famous speakers were there, and I wanted to meet them. But you know when two people are speaking and you're trying to jump in? Ellen DeGeneres has a funny way of talking about this. So I'm trying to figure out a way of jumping in. And there are two men. One of them is Wayne Dyer. And the other one is a guy who talks to the dead. He's a psychiatrist. I can't remember his name. But needless to say, so I want to introduce myself to Wayne Dyer. The guy, the guy knows who I am. And they're talking about some sporting event. And I think it's baseball. But who knows? You know, I don't really pay attention to those things. <clears throat> so I go, how about those Red Sox? Thinking... You know, I'm jumping in casually, and they're like, that's baseball. Are you aware that we were talking about basketball? I had no idea. So you don't want to do something stupid. So that's what matchmaking is. That was a bad match to the communication. You want to match yourself to any type of relationship. As we get older, we may find ourselves having health issues, which you think are aging, and they aren't. They aren't necessarily. It has to do with cognitive flexibility. Being able to stretch yourself or match yourself energetically to a variety of people. And so, we have to learn new ways of relating, of matching. So when somebody calls me, and usually they've had a longer-term health problem, it's a usually a two-hour reading. They've gone from practitioner to practitioner. Each practitioner gives them an array of supplements and remedies to the point where they have this ever-expanding list to the point it taxes their digestive tract with side effects, taxes their liver enzymes, 
not to mention their wallet. It's expensive. This is what I explained. And then they've noticed that many people have a similar diagnosis to them and similar treatments. Some people get better, some people don't, and some people have partial results. So they come to me. And in addition to talking about all the different underlying mechanisms underlying their health problem and making it harder for them to respond to the treatments from the many excellent practitioners they've gone to, I talk about the barriers that make it harder for them to respond. And one of them is I talk about their unique wiring for intuition that at times can provoke a health problem, provoke a genetically predisposed health problem, or make it hard for a treatment that used to work, continue to work. So you could be on like aspirin for pain or Tylenol, or you could be on vitamin C for colds and flus or whatever, or those herbs or that chiropractor treatment or whatever, and all of a sudden stops working. So I lead that person and I talk about their unique wiring for intuition. And I talk about how their health is triggered by some relationship, which is no longer an intuitive match. Thus the title of today's show, Intuitive Matchmaking. And I talk about someone in their life specifically, whether it's someone in a family, intimate relationship, financial situation, work environment, parent or child. I talk about how that person feels, what their emotions are like, mood, how they think and how they act and how that provokes you. And how you can, I teach you how you can maneuver your way around that person so you can stay better longer, respond to treatments better. And of course, you'll learn how to use your intuition in a career vocation, not to mention spiritual growth and development. But nine times out of 10, people will say, oh, that's my mother, that's my father, that's my sister. Of course it is. That's how your brain shaped the intuition in that early tuition-free training that you had when you were growing up. And then that person could be dead thousands of miles away, and you still have this fabulous wiring that allows it to get triggered again. But you have these behaviors that are center chakra specific that get in the way or are barriers to making you match certain relationships, whether in a family, intimate relationship, that's what they think matchmaking is, financial situation, work, whether it's your um, coworkers or a boss, parent or child. If you were abused growing up, there are a variety of relationship patterns you'll have and so on and so on. There are all kinds of different relationship patterns that we play. But you can find out if you have a relationship problem that can replay over and over again, and you'll have trouble matching intuitively to a variety of relationships. If you do the following, if you apologize a lot, you'll find yourself getting scapegoated in a family, whether it's in a 
church or group of people at work and so on. You find you can't be alone. You'll find you'll be controlled in marriages and so on. If you need someone to support you for a variety of reasons, that your work or your your mind, your cognitive training, your brain training, schooling, hasn't allowed you to get a career that is financially feasible, you might find yourself in relationships where there's a power imbalance and you might find yourself perennially controlled. If you have a certain brain style and you were the person at home that was the point person to take care of people, if you're what I call a breast on a stick, people are calling these people empaths these days. I call them breasts on a stick. You might be so porous to people's pain that you simply can't not help them. And your life will end up being parasited by people because you have an irresistible impulse. If you have trouble with a voice or a say, you'll either get assertiveness, you'll have problems with verbal constipation. You'll hold it in, hold it in, hold it in, and then you'll start shrieking verbal diarrhea. Or then in relationships, you might say, that's okay. Nope, I don't need, that's, I don't need anything. I don't need anything. I don't need anything. And then when you need something, you will be immovable on it. Or about opinions, the same thing. It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter to me. And then it matters. And you'll be what I guess Dr. Phil calls a right fighter. You'll be, I'm right. They're wrong. Things should be different. You'll dig in. And these are things that are thought patterns that make it hard for you to be flexible and intuitively match. The point of the matter is relationships are meant to be flexible. Whether we're working with one other person for a long time, living with them for a long time or a short time on a project or ballroom dancing, the point is we have to get together with something and create something. Match our wits. If they drop details, whether our mind is detailed or not, we're going to develop the left brain detail function and we're going to pick them up. If they are a dancer and we're in a ballroom dance class and they have spaghetti arms, we're going to learn to dance with it. We're not going to stop dancing in the middle of the ballroom and, and, and pick on this person. You just get through the dance and move on. And many a mystical, many a mystical ideas, there's something called peace, shalom, and that is whole. And that means in every partnership, there are opposites or pieces. They fit together like a glove and a hand to create a whole. We must learn to be inflexible, flexible and intuitive to what the other person is so we can fit in and move forward and live and love. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and we're talking about intuitive matchmaking. If you want to know more about the solutions to today's show, you want to go to any, any of my books, The Intuitive Advisor, All is Well or Heal Your Mind with Louise Hay. 
If you want a private reading, you can't get on the lines today, which is the number number for a private reading is 207-846-6475, or go to my website, www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com. We will go to line two, Lynn, 64. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hi, Dr. Mona Lisa. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm okay. How can I be of help? Um, just like to get a reading on um, my ex- my extended family, not not my immediate family. So not my children. Okay, I want to explain um, something here. Have you ever heard of the concept of conjoined twins? They used to I call have. Siamese twins. Yeah. That people are born um, sharing common organs. Mm-hmm. And they simply can't be separated because they can't live apart. Mm-hmm. And in medical intuition, people often use a chakra syndrome. So as people listening to this show, draw seven circles, one above the other. And label them one through seven from the bottom up. Whether you call those emotional centers or chakras, it matters not. The point of the matter is, if you're having problems with somebody. And you keep banging heads. And you can't release yourself. You have to find out how you are conjoined with them. I see someone in your life who definitely is not the most nurturing person. They go in lots of different directions. They're very unfocused. How old are you again? You're 64. Correct. And Lynn, they can just about take care of themselves, let alone somebody else. They are angry inside, but they'll never admit it. You want to be happy. You want to be happy. But somehow you're chained to this person. You try to actively put up walls of protection between you and this person, but somehow you feel injured by them and you feel stuck and you don't think you have a choice. The point of the matter is, if you look at it, you are conjoined or connected between you and this person. And in many ways, it's third center. And medical intuition, third center, has to do with self versus responsibility. This person is self-focused and has trouble being responsible for their feelings and needs. And you can be selfless and have a hyperactive responsibility gland. So you and this person, I almost said it, are conjoined in the middle of your body. And you can't disconnect because, well, it's, I don't know what it is about people, but they refuse to accept the fact that they feel guilty. They say that they don't feel guilty, but their behavior says otherwise. And insight is, it means you get the information, but your behavior changes. Who am I talking about, Lynn? I was hoping you'd tell me. Who's the person you have the most problem with? Um, 
Well, I'm I'm estranged from. Okay, there you go. You're My not estranged. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay. When you say I'm estranged, okay, how mm-hmm. long have you been estranged? For, I want to say, over a year. Okay, that's not estranged. You want to know how I know it's not estranged? Why? How You're 64, right? Correct. One divided by 64 equals... That means 1.5% of your life, you have been separated from your sister. That means 95.555 repeating decimal. You've been with her. That's your basic spit in the sea. Though that's a little bit of exaggeration because spit is more diluted in the sea. Do you understand? Estrangement would be, estrangement would be far more distance it would be if you were five to ten years separate from her do you understand i understand i i anticipate it will be five or ten or twenty or thirty years i know but you're not because then you would be 90 what you're saying is if she dies you will not go to the funeral oh probably not okay so you're angry um, angry. No, it's more hurt. Hurt is a combination of sad and angry. Do you mm. get it? It is. I do. I look at your, if you can't take a feeling, bring it to your left brain, name it, respond effectively and release it. It goes down into your body. Mm-hmm. I look at your head. I see increased susceptibility of having upper respiratory tract allergies, infections, or something like that. I just see pressure in the bones or underneath the bones in your face. I look at your neck. I look at your thyroid. In the past, I saw a capacity to make antibodies against your thyroid gland. Your sister and you have something in common that you both suffered from. I look at your left lung, right lung, left breast, right breast. No, it went, it went so quiet when you went to my I right know. left breast. I got in trouble when I did. I'm stalling. I got in trouble when I was doing a coast-to-coast radio show once because I did that. Yeah. You're never supposed to do dead air on a radio show. <laughs> and it's like I can't help it. I'm looking at your chest. What am I supposed to do? I look at your left lung, right lung, left breast, right breast. There's something uh-huh. that runs in the family. I wonder whether people in your family are prone to depression and addiction. I look at your heart. I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. I see problems with blood sugar, insulin. A capacity to have abdominal distension and bloating. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder, uterus, left ovary, right ovary, and cervix if you still have them. I look at the joints in your hands, wrists, elbows, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. I look at your neck, upper back, lower back, and sacral areas. I see achiness in several joints in your body. I see fatigue, dragginess, melancholy, sadness. 
a pressure in your chest. It's hard to take a deep breath. Can you please tell me your health concerns? Um, I, I honestly, I have well-controlled hypertension. I have arthritis. Okay, okay, hold on. That's a, the 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 joint pain all over your body. Hold on one second. You have well-controlled hypertension, and how long have you had arthritis? Five, six years. And where is it worse? Um, well, I've had both of my hips replaced, so it's you know I still have it in my I feel it in my hands. Okay, because I saw it now in your hands. Mm. There's a lot of stuff in your hands. Let me ask you a question. What health, what problem have you and your sister both experienced? And it needn't be health. It happened in your family. Say that again, please. Okay. Is your mother still alive? No, both of my parents died um, within six months of each other a little over a year ago. Okay. And who was your mother like, you or your sister? Um, my mom was like my my second sister, my little sister. She was just like my my little sister. Okay. And who has problems with addiction in your family, if it's obvious? You know, um, absolutely no one. There's no... I said if it's obvious. Hard, no, I mean, there there really is no obvious addiction in my family. Okay, the word is obvious. Um, there is, is no, okay, no underlying addiction that okay, I know of. Wait, that you know of. What mm-hmm. health problems did your sister have? Um, I want to say she may have some type of, you know, autoimmune, undiagnosed autoimmune. She breaks out in hives and... Um, but as I don't know of any health problems. She may have arthritis. I don't know. I've never really gotten into it with her. There is something that you and your sister share about both of you having an experience in your family. That makes well, we share it... the, death, the, the death of our parents. But we, we, um, we shared it very differently. And it causes this rift. Mm. I I want you to think about that because you may end up getting back together. People do funny stuff with grief. There's my music. You know what that means. When we come back, we're going to talk more about intuitive matchmaking. You're listening to Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Here we are. We're back and we're talking about intuitive matchmaking. It's not just finding... Your love. It's about matching your brain to the person that you 
are dealing with, whether it's someone in the family, at work, whatever, so that you can get through the task at hand. The last person was about she and her sister were having their the mother died and their father died within six months of each other. And it's how do we get through this death? You'd be surprised in the strange way people get through death in a family. Instead of dealing with it, some people argue over stupid things. Like in our family, I remember two family members didn't talk for like six years, nine years actually, because they were arguing over custody of a vacuum cleaner. A vacuum cleaner. It wasn't about the vacuum cleaner. They were stricken with grief and they argued stupidly. And that was it. And I remember all of a sudden one day came and they were thick as thieves again. It was stupid. Grief makes different personalities. It makes their pathology come out. This individual, my side of the family, said awful things about the person. And she was the sweetest individual. Unbelievable. We will go to... Line four, Jana, I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? What, uh, whose name did you say? It like blanked out. Did you say Jana? Jana, 60. <laughs> it's like so funny. I got a call at the same time, so I didn't hear my name at all. Hi. <laughs> Hi, how are you? I'm, I, you know what? I'm doing pretty good. I think those girls or those sisters are going to get back together, and and I think that you were pretty good about that, uh, bringing that back around. I'm I'm impressed. So, one tries, uh, one tries. It's it's just a business that's very difficult. <laughs> I, really some days that. I wear a lead apron and a helmet. How can I get help? <laughs> I don't even know if I need help. I need more help than you. Can, can I tell help. you what you need? You do need help. I do, huh? You're but, very yeah. intuitively keyed in to other people, and that's uh, good. And then you could use your own helmet and lead apron. I see <laughs> that you have a great capacity to see someone's positive. And when you love someone, that's great. That's the opposite side of matchmaking. You are very good at matching yourself so much that when you love someone, you see only a positive, and you have a difficult si- time seeing their difficult side. Yeah. And that's a problem, Missy. I see a situation with a loved one where you end up carrying some kind of burden. They repeat an error, and you'll tell me, oh, it's better, because you love them. And I understand it. So take about... Four inches of optimism off the top. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) This is somebody who does something where they're impulsive about relationships. I think that's me. No. No. I don't have a partner. Now, I'm not talking about, did I talk about you? I did not say it about you, okay? I said, (laughs) I said there's someone you know who's impulsive Uh, about relationships and you put a blind eye to their difficult side. Uh, oh, they okay. tend to go after someone and not care about the consequences. They pay fast, play fast and loose. 
with rules. Yeah, but I see them already, and so I, I backed on down. Now he's like, no, my wait a minute, friend. wait a minute, wait a minute. Fidelity, uh, meaning they're not. This person cheats in in so many words. Have you ever been with somebody who cheated? I no, and I don't have anybody that I even know. <laughs> have you ever been no. married? No. Do you have children? Yes. Okay. That's what I'm saying. You're, Wait a minute. Uh, yeah. Wait a minute. All right, a, but I want to move forward. Do you here. have a boy or a girl? <laughs> I have a boy. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a young whippersnapper, a lot oh, yeah. liar, but he's straight. Oh. He's a stray? <laughs> yeah. He's like my cat Conway Twitty. Oh, my God. That's so funny because, listen, real quick, I have to tell you, because he lives with his girlfriend and her husband. and oh, his husband That's exactly what I'm saying. Wait, wait, this gets better. Her husband has a girlfriend upstairs, and it all works out. This thing, no, 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 no. My point is, is that that's right. You're laughing. You think this is funny. It isn't funny. What else because can I do about it? It he's has to 30. do with, listen, he's, he's living oh, he's with his girlfriend <laughs> who's married, who has a boy, uh, somebody living upstairs. Uh, uh, yeah, the husband has a girlfriend. Okay, who lives okay. that's fine. I don't have a problem <laughs> you know with con limit, like consenting <laughs> adults, polyamory. This is Gay Pride Month. I don't have a problem with that. But if it's not gay, they don't even sleep together. The guys, no, they're not. I, I understand. That's not my point. I said polyamory. I'm going to be in so trouble. Polyamory is another way of having relationships. However, a friend of mine wrote a book called "Ecstasy Is Necessary." If they're consenting and all consenting, however, oh, yeah. wait a minute. Often enough. If somebody is financially dependent, they're usually not consenting. They stay in the relationship because they feel they have to, especially if they have a child. Okay. They don't. So they do not. No children in the picture. Thank God. Okay. Wait a minute. Does she work? Oh, yeah. They all work. My son's the only one that doesn't work. <laughs> but you know what I want to talk about wait a, minute, wait a minute I have no more questions for this witness you may step down that's right <laughs> he is living somewhere with a girlfriend who's married to a man who has a girlfriend upstairs so my point is it's messy because he's dependent and therefore he's dependent financially and as a result it's messy so this affects my pelvic area. How? Yes, it does because because I had him. <laughs> no, because he is. I don't want to get Freudian on you. You have a shine for your son. You you put a blind. It's the way you've had men. No, no, it's the way you've had men in your life. You put a blind eye to their difficult side. And my point is, and yes, I have one. It's very oh, simple. Okay. It's simple. It's that in this situation, in any second center, when you have a relationship, it involves money, 
sex, and justice of the peace of spirituality. When you get married, you get married in a bed, a bank, and a justice of the peace. Every relationship ends up being about money and about rules, whether you like them or not. He's I know you're going to tell He lives in a house with a girlfriend who's married to a guy who has a girl upstairs. That's he doesn't not even work. No, I know. I'm not making a moral statement on it. I'm just saying he's unemployed. How does he pay rent? And the answer was? He worked it off. My point <laughs> is when you have relationships, money, bank, justice of the peace. Meaning rules, okay. boundaries. If this affects you because it reenacts a problem you had with a man in your life who had trouble with rules and financial obligations. What was this? I really wait a minute. Can I just say wait a minute? Yes. I really truly feel like I haven't found that one man. I I I know you haven't. What was his father like? Oh, his father ended up marrying one of my good friends. And I'm so close to that family, and I love them all. His father was just like as my son, kind of dyslexic and a spaz. And, and, um, so just you're, you're the father of him married one of your best friends, so he was a strayer as well. And oh, yeah, yeah. And unfaithful. I, love I mean, I, I still know, love him. I mean, but my you God, have his a, mother is like my mother. <laughs> but you have a capacity to put a blind eye to that difficult side. He cheated on no. you and went with your best friend. He never cheated on me. I gave them permission. They didn't touch each other until they both looked me in the eye and asked for permission. Swear to God. I'm intense. People don't mess with my son's dad, okay? I had to call it into it. But they asked permission. But this isn't what's going on with me. I have pelvic issues. I'm going tomorrow. I, I have pelvic? And Okay, and I, a lot of people would say it has to do with boundaries. Pelvic, it has to do with me and this person had a boundary, but you don't have them. You don't have them. I have met. They disintegrated? <laughs> no. I'm related. That between you and somebody else, anybody can come in and grab someone and there's no problem. <laughs> no, that's not it at all. I'm sorry. I love you. I love you. I love you. But I don't think. I don't think we're on the same page in this one. That's okay. But you know what? Okay. I think you're bonded <laughs> to the heavens more than you're bonded to the earth. I know because I love you on Hay House because remember me, I used to write to you with my little psychic things on the side when we were able to talk. Like oh, when you were my God. So I think it was me, Jana Marie. <laughs> don't worry about it. I think you're very intuitive. All the best. Good luck. I'll go oh, to the next okay. one. Okay. You take it easy. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. We will go to line Susan, line five, Susan 42. How can I be of help? Yes. Thank you, Mona Lisa, for taking my call. There's a Portuguese word. Do you know what it's called? Ekadaz. Vamos? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so what it's translated at, but everybody in the audience listens to these readings. So everybody's yes. intuitive and everybody sees how things match or what happens i'm not the only intuitive on the line can i take the next caller here everybody else is taking these calls so Uh uh-huh you're the next caller how intuitive on the line can i take the next caller i have susan 42 on line five how can i be of help i am struggling with betrayal okay don't say anything in my relationship see how that's declarative 
Okay. That's plain English, right? Plain English. Yes. It was going on for a while before you knew it. And the problem is, you knew, wait a minute. You knew it was going on. The person said no. Yep. You said yes. You, they said no. Yep. You said yes. And you yep. felt like you were losing your marbles. The key Correct. is that I know is that your problems are sixth center and seconds. And that in your family or something, you were very intuitive and porous. And you would know yeah. something that was going on. And they would say no. And you would say yes. And they would say you're too sensitive. And they would say that's not going on. And that's called an invalidating family. And it's for crazy yeah. making. They call it yes. these days gaslighting. I can't stand those words. Because what the hell's gaslighting? And how do you fix it? Do you get rid of gas and go electric? I mean, come on now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My point is, is that people do that because they'll say that doesn't exist. Because they're lying. I just like the plain word. You're lying. Yes. Because what's too painful to admit, you lie. And yeah. when a person does that, it's because it's inconvenient. Oh. The truth is inconvenient for them. Uh-huh. And so they are irresponsible. That's third center. These per- people usually are charming, charismatic, attractive, irresponsible. The rules do not apply to them. Correct. The problem is you knew that. And when you try to catch them in a rule, they say, no, that didn't happen. Because the reason being, inside they think, if she's so stupid to allow it to happen, then she deserves it. I can't explain to you the mindset of someone like this. But yeah. on some level, they think that if they could convince you that that didn't happen. Yes. Then you deserve it happening to you. I once had a woman, I was doing a read, I was scheduling a reading. And I tried to charge a credit card and it wouldn't go through. And she kept insisting it was good. I said, I'm telling mm-hmm. you, call your bank. She said, I just did. They said, it's fine. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There are people who will lie to your face and you begin to think you're losing it. The -hmm. thing is, they actually think that they can convince you because they have a great alarm or Geiger counter. For someone who's had that kind of history. Okay. You know those people on the web who give people emails and say, um, I'm stuck in the UK, I'm a barrister, and I need uh money to come home. They always know when someone is vulnerable and they get you to send them money because they purposely leave little lies the fbi have followed these people they purposely live leave little lies on the Uh email because they know the person will be vulnerable and they can get a lot Mm -hmm. out of them someone like your ex 
purposely lies because they know that if you stay with them, they wear you down and you will never leave. Oh, yeah, I know. Do you get what I'm saying? They purposely misspell and leave grammatical things in there that other people will go, this is a crock and not answer it. But other people right. will overlook it, look it and quote, give them a benefit of a doubt. That's you. Yeah. And only certain yeah. kinds of people do that. And those are people who grew up in a family and got you to believe what you see didn't exist. Yeah, I questioned him on it several times. He yeah. lied every time. But don't, then he did come clean. Wait a minute. But wait it minute. wasn't a woman. Yeah, wait, wait a minute. Listen to me. It doesn't matter uh-huh. if it's a fire hydrant. I am trying to explain okay. something to you. You said, but he Give came clean. <laughs> no, he came dirty. Oh, that's you right. Think, yes, he did. You understand because he came clean? Yes, that he did. Any better? No. Mm-hmm. He lied. Yes. So it's no that's longer right. a problem with sex. It's a problem with morality. He lied. Correct. Yes. But you just said he came clean. He didn't. Right. He did that on purpose because now you think, well, at least he told the truth. No, he didn't. Now he's got you that at least he told the truth. So now you can stay with him. Right. Now he's trained you. Do you understand the game? I'm getting it. I'm looking at Now everybody wants to say that he's a narcissist. Did you see that? That's not. That's sociopathy. The rules don't apply to me. And I'm training you that I can break them. And as long as I eventually come clean, you'll get you'll get me off. Uh I look at your head, neck. I see a capacity to have a change of range of motion in your neck. I see increased susceptibility of making antibodies against your thyroid gland. I wonder at times whether you have problems with swallowing. You get verbal constipation, verbal constipation, but then you get diarrhea. You won't get exactly. I know because you, once you're done, you're done. I'm pissed. Yes, but the (laughs) thing is, is you're pissed at you Mm -hmm. because you fell for this. I did. Because you have relationship blindness. Yep. You can see other people's relationship flaws, but you can't see yours. Stevie That's Wonder right. would not be a wonder if he wasn't blind as a bat. Right. He's musical. But he needs people, you know, he needs, what is it, a stick or a dog or something else. People help him. You need to date right. with supervision. You keep yeah. thinking, well, that would be like if Stevie Wonder, any day now with enough therapy, he's going to be able to see. No. No. Your genius is. or your gifts is wired in such a way I know. that it takes all that brain area. And unfortunately, you're left with blindness mm-hmm. with this particular person. That's right. Don't worry, Nailed they don't it. age well. I, I yeah, once, I'm getting that. I once did a reading on somebody. I'm going to try to figure out how to do this. And I said, I don't know who you're involved with, but they cheat on everything that they cheat on you with everything that's not moving. It's terrible. And she said, well, that's my boss. And I, um, he, he cheats with all the other women who work with me. I said, you know, someone like that, one of these days, one of those things is going to fall off. 
You know how you uh-huh. say that? And she said, I can't believe you said that. And now I didn't mean to say that. That's terrible. I don't miss anybody ill will. Do you understand? I, I really don't. Oh, I get that's, it. <laughs> that's not why we get sick. Okay? Poo-poo, right. poo-poo. It's not why we get sick. And she said, I can't believe you said that. She said, that feels terrible. I said, I know I feel terrible. I am half Catholic and half Jewish, so I pretty much cornered the market on guilt. You can't say that. Yes. She said, because he just lost a testicle to testicular cancer. Uh-huh. I went, oh, I know, but we can't feel bad for somebody. My point is, these people don't age well. They live a hard life with addiction running yes, fast. that's it. And unfortunately, they steal people's partners, and they can get in bad fights. Do you understand? Yes. All testicles aside. I do. So. I believe some, I do. And so my point is, I look at your left lung, right lung, left breast, right breast, esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. Mm-hmm. I see you had some kind of problem with body image in the past. I can't figure out yeah. if you're very careful. Did you? Yeah, I would say I did. Absolutely. Because people with this kind of body image issue with eating and dieting tend to be attracted to men like this because it has to do with opiates and serotonin on the bowel wall. And okay. you displace a sense of beauty on him that you really have. Yes. That's you think right. that he is beauty, 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 beauty. That's why you think he's narcissistic, but it's really sociopathic. When you're the one that's attractive, okay. you just don't think you're attractive. Yeah. Do you get that? Do I you just, really? You have Listen, to spin my feet down, man. I'm not trying to upset you. Listen to me. No, I get it. I don't want it. anybody to lose their testicles, so we're going to take that. No, back. give it to me because I'm open. No, but just I don't give want it to me straight. <laughs> my point is we wish people well, and any, but any time someone can pray and become better. When no one, this is a direct quote from Sally from Peanuts. When no one loves you, you have to pretend that everyone loves you. That's Sally from yeah. Charles M. Schultz. If you uh-huh. have a body distortion, you have to, and you feel you're unlovable. Body dysmorphic syndrome, body image. Okay. You have to do DBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. Yeah. But unfortunately, from a very early age, your brain and all the pathways are wired that way. You can dilute yeah. those thoughts by affirmations. Yes. Yes. But on some level, you're powerless <laughs> to that. Yeah. I, I actually have a, a good figure. You know, I actually have a, a good body. I know. But I, get, but you, but, I totally get where you're coming from. But yeah. you put yourself in situations where the man does not celebrate you. Right. You would that goes not. Back to the not, mother wound, I think. If you would, no, it's just the way you're wired. If you just, you okay. can't blame it. It's just a sensitivity in you. If you had a child, okay. so when you do this, you uh-huh. have to get a bracelet or something and have it imprinted. Would I want my daughter with him? No. Yes. Got do it. Do you see how quickly that came out? Yes. And if my this happened to my daughter once, would I want my daughter to stay with him? Hell no. You see how quickly that came? Yeah. Because you have intuitive farsighted. 
You can That's see right. accurately for someone else, but you can't yep. for yourself. That's okay. That's right. You could become an amazing intuitive, an amazing yes. therapist, and all that yes. stuff. That's the yeah. intuitive matchmaker. She was that not intuitive matchmaker. I actually have done intuitive matchmaking. The millionaire matchmaker was amazing at getting other Patty people. Thinger. That was it. She's amazing. Yeah. Boy, is she yes, smart. She is. she is. Um, my point is, she had a little difficulty getting in a relationship. I don't know if she's in a relationship now, but that's classic. Matchmakers uh-huh. are amazing at getting relationships with somebody else, but they're farsighted. They can't see what's in front of them. And that's okay. They right. get someone for them. Do you get it? Uh-huh. Those are called yentas in the, in yep. the Jewish faith. So you can do this for someone else, but you have to get a matchmaker. And you've got to go to someone who does cognitive behavioral therapy. And you've got to talk to okay. them about why you're not in a relationship and what thought patterns come up for you. And then you get a matchmaker. And you have them get you people. You don't pick them, and this is not on the line. And before the date, uh-huh. you talk about what thought patterns are coming up for you. And after the date, you talk about what thought patterns are coming up for you. And I guarantee okay. you, you're going to say things like they're boring or they're not my type. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to hear me say, like your type works for you. They're not. They're not uh, shiny. Exactly. You're a shiny, charismatic, and empty inside. Uh-huh. I used to travel every mm-hmm. evening to go to Harvard Square to buy these huge red apples. Bought the same kind of mm-hmm. apple, and every time it tasted terrible because it was mushy inside. Mm-hmm. Beauty fades, dumb as forever. You're beautiful all the way through. Good luck. Take it easy. I want to thank you for welcoming me into your day. You've been listening to Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and if you've ever wondered about life after death or if it's possible to connect with a higher consciousness, I invite you to join me for my podcast, Messages of Hope. It's my mission to share with you that our loved ones who have passed are always with us and we are so very loved. I want to teach you how to live a consciously connected and divinely guided life. Listen here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network.